everybody, it's time for Ghosts and Friend Dogs! Friend Dog in the morning. In the morning! Live, 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 live. In four hour recording studio. Recording. Wake the ass up, it's the next friend in the morning. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to Cox and Crendor in the morning. Hey, how's it going? I am Crendor, the one and only, joined by you, Jesse Cox. We are a part of this show called Cox and Crendor in the morning. Are you replaced by a robot today? <laughs> Hello, I do not. I'm so happy to be here. Emotions, <laughs> I have them. I just wanted to make it a very, like, a very, uh, I was going to say proper way of introduction, but there it wasn't was nothing even proper. proper about that. That was, <laughs> if that's what you think proper is, I am very curious as to your definition of proper because that was horrifying. Like, I just picture people if at the dinner table. In, they're like, is a gun held to his head? <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Uh, I am good, and uh, I am me, and you are you, and we're on a show together. Nothing strange about this episode. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Ah. I always think of prop actually proper when I is like people at a dinner table and they're just like do 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 like pass me the fork, Alfred. He's like, Yes, the fork that goes on the left it does. Like that's proper to me. Here's the best part. There's gonna be someone googling right now where the fork goes just to prove you wrong. Fork goes on the middle middle right next to the butter knife. So dumb. The soup spoon goes on the top. And then the butter knife goes next to the knife knife, but that's not next to the steak knife. Trust me, there's somewhere someone's looking this all up. And he's going to be like, Crendor, it's dumb. And I looked it up on the internet, so I know more than he does. Like, why did they Why'd they even have that? Why is that a thing? Like, proper etiquette placement of utensils. Rich people. Rich people. <laughs> I, I, guarantee, I guarantee, I don't even need to look this up, because I know how society is. <laughs> yeah. Um, It probably started because... Kings and queens kept trying to like outgrace the other nobles. Yeah. And so what happened was this weird cycle of I'm I'm an, the king and I have many different forks and knives in my disposal <laughs> and each one has a purpose and I can afford them all because I can afford this silver, right? And then yeah. all the other nobles will be like, "Oh, well, we should definitely do that thing." And so like it kept building on itself and then everything of course had to have a purpose. Right, yeah. and then of course I'm sure it was something like, "Well, you don't mix your salad fork with your uh, dinner fork. That's madness." <laughs> when you think All about it, 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 when you're at home, you don't do that. But when you go yeah. to a restaurant, sometimes they do that, and you're just like, "Why are you doing this? Yeah, why are you going through all this trouble?" That's because that's because you know what? That's because we're American. Yeah, we grew up we're on American. On, we grew up on meats that had bones in them that you could hold, and if there weren't bones, we stuck a stick in it and we cooked it that way. Yeah. And then sometimes people didn't like bones, so we genetically modified them to make them boneless. Yep. And then we genetically modified bones back in, but the bones were made of meat. Whoa. Like the McRib, which we still haven't gotten. I don't think there's a McRib here, oh, man. No. I, you told me McRibs were back. I looked. There's. I, I... I drove to McDonald's for the first time in I don't even know how long <laughs> and drove in and looked around and there was no McRib and I left. No. I didn't even bother to eat there. I just left because I was disappointed in well, I was... you. I was going to save the McRib story for later, but should I do it now? You might as well. Oh, actually, before you do anything, uh, okay. I want to point out that I was I was told that we forgot to mention uh, Pierce 
was also a president with a P, and oh, yeah. I'm a dummy and should just jump off a bridge. So now wow. that's out of the way. By the way, again, no one gives a shit about Pierce Were either. you a history teacher, Jesse? You know what? I haven't been a history teacher in eight years. <laughs> what? Let me tell you, I left that world. I, I, I no longer cared. Being a yep. teacher is like preparing for tests in school, guys. You spend every day of your life preparing to teach a new lesson every single day. And so you just get all the information you can, and then you're like, all right, I'm good to go. And then you just keep moving on and moving on and moving on. And then when you're done with it, you never want to think again. Yep. You fill your brain with so much knowledge that when you're done with it, you're like, I'm going to be an idiot now because I don't give any more shits. So now you've gone from like that person who's supposed to be like, he's an educator, like, oh, I know all the things, to like some guy that just knows a bunch about stuff. Yeah, I know I know all the random facts of history that I enjoy, the facts of history that I like. I know because <laughs> yeah. I, I took so many, I'm convinced your brain only has so much room and you got to push other things out to keep things in. So now that I play games, I like to know game facts, right? But, yeah. uh,. When I was a teacher, I had all this education knowledge, and I decided to keep some of it, like uh, things things that are important, like how people died and which people died while having sex. All that stuff is very interesting. Who did that? I think I believe it was Genghis Khan was having an orgy with his harem, and then he just <laughs> died, like he choked to death or had a heart attack and died. Whoa! That always Genghis amused Khan. me. Yeah, I think Genghis that was him. Khan's... It might have been one of the other barbarian hordesmen. But there's so many, who knows? I only know Genghis Khan, really. It was his well, brother, was... like... But Kublai Khan? Kublai Khan was his yeah. son, wasn't it? I don't remember. It does Look, uh, he's, he's a guy in Civ. <laughs> he's a guy in Civ. <laughs> no. That's all you need to know. I was always like, oh, man, I'm going to play Genghis Khan in Civ because he's got a cool name. And then they were always like, he was a great murderer and evil person. I was like, oh. Did you know, I believe it could be one of those fake stats that people yeah. tell each other, but I believe it's something like... Everyone in Asia is descended from Genghis Khan. Whoa. And it might be more than that. It might be like two-thirds of the people around the world. Something crazy. Like his empire was so big and he banged and impregnated so many women that everyone has a little bit of Genghis Khan DNA in, in Asia, I believe is the stat. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it, seems... it's, so, it's something crazy like that. Like, I need to look up his quote because he has a quote. Genghis Khan has a quote that is basically the Conan Barbarian quote. Check his shirt. It's like everybody's got a little Genghis in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Genghis Khan had like he. Oh, I'm never gonna find this quote. Look, I don't know the exact quote, but all I know is it's <laughs> something very similar to like crush your enemies and see them driven before you and hear the limitation of their women. Like he's like nothing's greater than to take their families and take their women. Like that's that was Genghis Khan. He was that guy. Yeah. So that's he just. Khan. He just banged everyone, had like a million harems, and so there's some stat that's basically Genghis Khan uh, genetic uh, legacy. Man, I'm getting into the deep end of- You're really going into Genghis. Yeah. Genghis Khan, prolific lover, DNA samples, <laughs> National Geographic. Uh, one in 200 men, direct descendants of Genghis Khan. Whoa. Someone saying that he has 16 million- active descendants right now something like, look no this one says he has more than that so basically it doesn't matter the internet is full of random numbers and factoids but the gist is dude banged a lot and he then did. that's how he died he died doing it died doing it but there are a lot of stories about his death some people say it wasn't that's not how it happened but i choose to believe that story because it's the best it's i the choose best to believe that too right like he just i think it was like he got smothered by all these women was like the story <laughs> 
Which Whoa. is just <laughs> that's the stuff that's the stuff mangas are made out of. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced manga. Whatever. Uh, no, that's that's our that's our character, Mario <laughs> <Yeah>. Manga. <laughs> Malario Manga. Malario Manga. Um, speaking of of smothered, I've smothered myself in Warcraft last oh, yeah. couple of days. Uh, I discovered several things about myself. One. Why I still love it and probably have an addictive personality. Two, <laughs> why I still hate it. And uh-huh. three, why I am convinced the best term paper you could ever do in your life is create a term paper that is called World of Warcraft Alliance versus Horde and Peace in the Middle East. Oh. Because I'm convinced you can study the way Alliance players and Horde players constantly hate each other and fight each other for no reason. They kill each other just cause <laughs> and relate that in some way metaphorically to the Middle East. That's a pretty and how, good point. Yeah, and how like peace is very hard to achieve there because of the constant retaliation and retaliation back and forth. Like, you can't trust them and I don't like them, right? It's yeah. the exact same thing in WoW. And I think something that's very interesting is the game, all the leaders in the game... Uh, Thrall and Varian and all them are always talking about peace and how, you know, in the end they just want peace. But yeah, the yeah. players are like, F it, nope. And that's, <laughs> you know, it's very much like the Middle East. Everyone keeps talking about peace, but it never happens. And I was like, that's a very good term paper topic for you students out there. I tweeted that. I feel good about myself. That was my <laughs> edge. Look at that. Look at that, assholes. Like, oh, yeah. Cox don't know no education no more. I do. I just gave you a good term paper topic. That's you an did. A+. Plus. That's an A+++. Plus That's a plus. solid A++. Plus, plus. And plus then- if your teacher isn't a nerd, you can write a good four, five, six pages alone on the mechanics of PvP and WoW and how that relates to player <laughs> psyche. And that, like, there's all this stuff there. And then you relate it to, to the real world. That's an A. That's an A plus plus. Just load it up on like filler about what the game is and describe it to them so they actually know what they're reading. Yeah, and then they can understand it. And you can say like, even though it's orcs versus humans and other races versus other races, really it's all, you know, metaphors for us as people. We can't have each character. Each character represents a deep inner part of yourself. And people choose to be those avatars because that's who they choose to be. Boom. There you go. We're just writing the paper for you. We're just writing the paper for you. We're just writing it for you. You know how many term term paper essay things I've written? A lot. Zero. Oh, oh, I was. A lot. And I got pretty good grades on them. I want to point out, I was very good at that. Also, I had a mother who was like, that's what she did for a living. So (laughs) she would all, like, literally, I would write a paper and then she'd be like, let me see that. I'm like, oh no. And then we'd stay up to like 4 a.m. and she told me everything I did wrong. (laughs) Like, every day before a paper was due, I swear to God, every day before a paper was due, she would get my paper, sit in front of our old ass computer, and get on (laughs) WordPerfect and be like, all right, let's see what you did here. And then she'd go through everything and be like, nope, this is not how you do this. And I'd just sit there and be bored out of my mind. She was like, no, this is Jesse, this is incorrect. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, look here, dummy. And I'm like, oh, mom. And so I learned to write very good. <laughs> very good. Yep, that's very what I'm good. With. I learned to not write very, very well. good. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like everyone's be like, word perfect. What's this? Oh yeah, that was thing? before that was before that was before your time, kids. Before, <laughs> before your, your time. time, kids. I remember I was just pretty good at writing papers and nothing else. I got into one group where that was my sociology class where I played Pokemon. So I had my laptop, played Pokemon, and then 
we had like a thing that was 75% of our grade, like the final project. And this one group was just like, we need someone to write our paper. The guy left. And I was like, I'll do it. And then I wrote it and we got an A and I passed. And all I did was play Pokemon. Don't uh, be like Crendor Kids. As a, <laughs> as a former educator who then lost his memory, apparently, don't be like Crendor. And then one teacher in high school, it was like junior year or something, she was like, don't use Wikipedia because that's not a reliable source. Use Wikipedia, got a B plus. Here's the thing. When I was a teacher, I would take random paragraphs from students' papers and plug them into Google yeah. to see if they came up. And 99% of the time, I caught people. Like, like <laughs> most of the papers I received were plagiarized in some way. So the first year of teaching, I became known as the teacher that you don't plagiarize. Here's with. the thing, kids. Because I would, you, I would catch. This is how you here's do the it. thing. If your teacher's young, yeah, they will catch you unless they don't care, in which case they're just a bad teacher. But if they're young, they've done everything you've done. Trust me, when I was when I was in college and stuff, there was times where I'd be like, you know, I'll take this information and then just change all the words. And then eventually, like, you actually had to do work. And you look back and you're like, oh, I probably should have learned to do this right the first time because now I have to do it and I have no idea what I'm doing. And but you still learn from changing the words. And you learn new words. <laughs> so, going back to WoW, um, I decided to play Warcraft again. And I was very excited. I thought this was going to be a fun little thing. And I played, and for about four days, I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. It was like, oh, there's so much cool new stuff to do. And it was great. I There's a quest line for this guy called the Black Prince. And he's a dragon man. Yeah. Um, I started doing it. And everyone was like, oh, well, in order to get all the stuff for it, you have to hit Exalted with him, which is basically you grind reputation, which means killing a million monsters over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Of course, I start doing that because I think this will be easy. And I find a group and we plow through it. We go from Honored to Exalted, which is two level bar things, yeah. in about 35 minutes. That's how fast we were going. Oh, damn. We were wrecking. And everyone was like, it took me weeks to do that. How would you do that? I was like, you know, I got my connections. <laughs> So, it was mostly because no one else was doing it, so we had an entire island to ourselves, <laughs> and we were just yeah. wrecking house. And so, what happened was, is I go back to do all his quests and get this awesome cape that he has, and everyone's just like, oh, yeah, no, you pretty much have it. I guess everyone had forgotten about the fact that one of the quests was another one of the many time sinks in MMOs, and this one was essentially run raids that you can only run one time a week, run raids to get a random chance for a random drop, and you need 20 of them. What? And so, essentially, some people, I went online to look this up, because I was like, can I do this in three weeks before the expansion comes out and they get rid of this quest line? Is that possible? Yeah. So I looked it up. Some people have done it in five weeks. Some people have done it in three weeks. Some people, <laughs> it has taken them 12 weeks. Some people still haven't done it yet, and they've raided every day, and they've been exhausted the entire time, because it's random. And wow. so I was like, yeah, no, I'm done. <laughs> Just quit for the day. I was like, I'm done. I, I will. There's no point in me doing this anymore. So yeah. I then realized, again, that's another reason why at the time I was like, oh, wow, I can't, I can't do this right now. And then after having said that, I was back in the game playing. <laughs> I was like, I'm yep. addicted. No. And it's so, just like it's so much fun to just do that while you, like you can play WoW while you're doing other things. That's, that's part true. of what I do too. Like I'll I can like even work on uh, like editing while I play, or I can like oh, watch I a movie that. while I play. Oh, I can't do. Who are you? 
I don't know. What do you? How do you play? Do you do anything? Maybe I just do both of them mediocrely. I would. I would agree. I would agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> all right. All right. Enough with enough with WoW. Let's talk McRib because you said you had something with McRib and it was important. It was an important McRib story. It was. So, uh, they say that McRibs to experience limited distribution. They mean only in places where people are dumb enough to buy McRib. Yeah, like the hottest selling McRib locations. So they say, for the third year running, McDonald's is giving their stores the option to serve McRibs for the holidays. McDonald's boneless barbecue pork sandwich is a menu item that's released once annually. It has been making its appearance in the menu for more than two decades, but for the past three years, the burger chain has been giving their stores the option of not selling the sandwich. I assume because it is disgusting? (laughs) The McRib always makes a grand entrance on our menus, and we don't want to steal its thunder, so stay tuned, says Comb. The McDonald's representative, uh, she also says McRib is traditionally released. Or no, wait, this is just that McRib is traditionally released on or before the first weekend of November as part of McDonald's fall lineup selling. Oh, so it's not even out yet. Well, I guess not. But I guess they're just starting to like pop up everywhere, like right now. They said we confirm McRib will only be available at select McDonald's nationwide. So they're still going to be like a lot of them. They just won't be at every McDonald's. Oh, I see that. I see. Wow. So apparently, McRib Tracker. Apparently, that's yes. the thing. McRib There's Locator. McRib Tracker. McRib Locator is what it's called. Yeah. Around me, in in LA. Now, LA is a very big city. Yes. Yes. In LA, there appears to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven possible locations that have question marks. But uh, eight, nine, ten. Ten locations that, or, or I'm sorry, uh, three locations that do have it. But there are only ten total LA locations in, of McDonald's that have it. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm, this, you know, I'm gonna say that maybe these areas are. In fact, I'm probably right. <laughs> Downtown Santa Monica. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, right near Culver City. Right, right near where, uh, <laughs> where the movie theater is. Yeah. Uh, right off the airport. Yeah. And then in areas that are either known for hipsters or stoners. So that's pretty much that's <laughs> the target audience of a McRib. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I looked at mine and there's about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. And in all the cities with the rich people, there's like none. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> th- it's 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 one of those things where it's like. I like I don't understand. If you live in a big city, if you live in the South especially, it doesn't matter what your socioeconomic standing in life is. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You should be able to find cheap, good barbecue. If there's yeah. one thing America is known for, it's cheap, good barbecue. You must be, for example, this Santa Monica location is like right next to like 12 pot shops. You must be high as a kite and lazy if you can't go find real barbecue. Yeah. Help! Go buy a jar at the grocery store and cook something, anything, and dip it in barbecue, and it's better than a McRib. But we still need to eat a McRib live. Damn it! <laughs> mm. like, there's you go that one. It's it's got a check mark by it. You can have it. And oh. I know one. I got a check mark one. I'll go there. We need to do it. We need to do it for the sake of entertainment. <sighs> entertainment sucks. All right. <laughs> 
Yeah. So let's 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 get to Chopped Copper Seven in the Sky so you can tell us where to find those McRibs. Chopped Copper Seven in the Sky, right. great, great, awesome traffic out there. Traffic's insane. People are driving all over looking for McRibs. This is madness. I haven't seen traffic like this since Black Friday. This is more like a McRib Thursday, if you ask me. Uh, so we got, uh, looks like Nerd Burglar, as well as Ethan, are down there fighting over a McRib. While uh, Jeremy Nebone, he just stole a McRib and he's running away with it. He just hopped into a car and he's headed home. Looks like he's going to have some fun times at home with that McRib and so is his colon. Back to you. Thanks, Crendor. Now let's go over to the weather desk with Crendor. Crendor, how's the weather looking? Weather today is a Don't lot like weather. Don't tell me like you're looking weather. up a place called McRib. <laughs> you Don't. know me too well. So, uh, what about just rib? Uh-huh. You know what? Let's go to Ribe, Reba? Reba, Spain. <laughs> <laughs> go to Reba, Spain today. Okay. How you doing, know, Spain? I'm sure we got some people in Spain. Uh, today, it's going to be 48 degrees. Or wait, no, that's right now. Right now, it's 48 degrees. Uh, tomorrow... It's going to be uh, 78 degrees, Ooh. and it's going to be a spicy meatball tomorrow, but then the uh, rest of the week looks like we got 73, 75, 78, 74, 70, 72, 74. Then we dropped to 68 a.m. showers. Peyton Manning calling the plays on the weather here. I'm curious uh, uh-huh. about something. If we do have listeners in Spain, Spanish yes. listeners, can you confirm something? When I was in, in school and... I listened to the tales of my Spanish teacher. She would always tell us about how basically in Spain, people just work like half days and then sleep and then go out and drink. Oh, yeah, I heard that too. Is that true? Is that what happens? People just like, she's like, oh, yes, the way when I lived in Spain, and she always had a, here's her real voice, like, hello, class. But when she talked in Spanish she, or, or did her like Spanglish, she'd be like, yeah. this is how I talk. I talk like this with a leaf pen up. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so basically she would say that every day they'd wake up and they'd have a little small like coffee or something. And then they'd go do their job. And then yeah. at lunchtime, they'd go home, they eat a ton, and then they'd pass out from eating and drinking. And they'd wake up at night and then go and party. And then come home and wake up the next day and go to work for like four hours. And I was like, is this true? Because this sounds not true. That does sound not true. But then again, I feel like a lot of Europe does that. If it is true, I am angered by that. Because America, (laughs) we work to the bone. That's one thing that I do know that's true is that Americans work twice as much. I believe the stat is like Americans work twice as much. It's probably made up. But it feels like (laughs) work twice as much as Europeans. But... And Half get the money. Le- yeah, oh, and they get um, less time off, and they are more stressed and all that stuff. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I mean. I, I think, and I know other countries work less than us and produce more. I think we're just, I don't know. I mean, knowing work. by me, I work less and I produce more. That's true. You you don't work at all. Yeah, and I Somehow things don't. exist on your, That's on your what channel. Happens. I just... I really just go by my motto of not trying. Again, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, so I'm going to talk about it. When you don't try, you succeed. Let me explain. LeBron James. All right? LeBron what? James what? plays basketball. Yes, but, he, but he practiced countless no. hours. Did you, did you see him? Did you see him practicing? No. No, you just got hearsay. See, I got hearsay too. Now listen. 
<laughs> LeBron James. Uh-huh. Yeah. When he's in the game, it's game time, right? It's time for him to go to work. He's shooting the ball. He's ranking he's ranking in the threes. I don't know if ranking's actually a word, but he's hitting the he's three He's ranking pointers. in the threes. You're right. Yes, he's ranking in the threes. LeBron and James then, ranking in the threes. If he starts trying, if he starts thinking about what he's doing, he's going to start messing up. He's going to be like, oh, man, I'm, I'm not aiming right i'm not using this hand on the ball correctly and he well, starts messing different. up because he's that's, that's, over no overthinking and trying t- too hard no that's 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 his muscle memory from years of practicing <laughs> teaching no. him what to do and he relies on that he that's his instinct he relies on that can he and he feels that instinct because he's practiced so much you're totally wrong yeah <laughs> but he's but, be- he's better than other people that have practiced because that's natural talent so are you saying you just need to be naturally talented at stuff? Yes. Find out what you're good <laughs> at and do that. That's, yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Here's my other analogy. You uh, got a garden, right? Uh-huh. You got a garden. Uh-huh. Well, there's people who are like, well, to have, make a good garden, you got to plant the seeds and you water it and take care of it. And you grow and everything. You keep the bugs away. There's some people, they can work very hard at just like, putting the seeds at the ground, and then they water it, and they work really hard at that, but they don't do anything else. And then what if they work so hard they overwater it and the plants die? So you're saying practice, but don't practice too much. Yeah, I'm saying work and work hard, but make it quality work. So what you're saying is work smarter, not harder? Yes! That's that took, what I'm I saying. I don't even know how long it takes <laughs> People's lives are ticking down. <laughs> Every day is a gift, people. Every day is a gift. And you just wasted your gift listening to Crendor <laughs> gibber on about who knows what. And you know what? You're a few oh seconds God. closer to the grave. You're going to need- die. And on your deathbed, you're going to say, I should have not listened to that <laughs> son of a bitch, Crendor. <laughs> I wish, oh my god, David Lynch needs to make a movie called The Garden, and it's just some guy overworking on different aspects of the garden and putting in too much non-quality work. It'd be amazing. By the way, I saw this David Lynch thing, and he was (laughs) crazy in it. He was just like, what I like to do is work with people because you create new things that you cannot do on your own. For example, I worked with my friend Gary, and we produced this musical number, and me and Gary worked together, and we, we produced this thing that nobody else can produce, while me and Jennifer, we worked together, and we produced something nobody else produced. So in a way, it's like when we, t- when we come together, we create this podcast. But if you were to replace one of us with someone else... Like Total Biscuit, nobody'd watch it anymore. They'd be like, this isn't the same. Because it's not the same. And that's what David Lynch is getting at. The problem with David Lynch's story is that just because something was created doesn't mean it was worth anyone's time. (laughs) And I feel like that might apply here. (laughs) Maybe. But he's David Lynch. (laughs) Yeah, listen to him. That's the weather. That's the weather. (laughs) I forgot we were even doing the weather. All right, let's go over to sports. What's happening in sports? Sports, I found a great sports story today. World champion arm wrestler Matthias Schlitt is now a star because of his arms. What's the matter with his arms? Uh, You've probably never heard of arm wrestling. World oh, championship. I mean, or, well, uh, I, mean I have. The world championships, <laughs> no. Well, the 27-year-old German Matthias Schlitte or something is sporting the world's newest 
wait, is the sporting world's new superstar having turned a childhood disability into a weapon of dominance? Dude, nice. What? He was born with his right arm 33% bigger than his left. Ah, that is awesome. <laughs> Look at this so guy. So basically, he has a massive right arm that can Look destroy everyone. Arm. I just linked to a picture. He has the god hand. He has oh the god hand. Oh my god. Look at that thing. That thing is a beast. He decided to become Dude, a superhuman what? arm wrestler. That is insane. I know, right? See this guy. This guy it's has like, it's like natural. Popeye. It's like Popeye. <laughs> it's like Popeye. That guy is IRL Popeye. Here's the thing. It's like if someone combined you and I together it's and, like, just started. Just yep. the first piece was, was the arm. That's what this guy is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Holy crap. That's awesome. Apparently this his dude... nicknames are Hellboy and Popeye. Dude, Hellboy. He looks yep. like Hellboy. That's Hellboy. right. Dude, he should paint that thing red and go in <laughs> hardcore. He's won the last 14 arm wrestling world championships. Damn right he has. I bet they have like a weight class or something. So he's like in the best weight class. There was, I had a friend who was a wrestler in uh, high school and he, in, as a senior, weighed 80 some pounds. Yeah. And, but he was 80 pounds of all muscle with like a senior's frame. And so he would wrestle like little punk kids and just like destroy them. <laughs> and that is this guy. This is like the World Series dude. of Baseball, where they like they're like, and here comes thirteen year old Jerry Jones, he's and he's like, like six giant. foot five, yes. and he's got like two hundred <laughs> pounds. That's like a, that's like in football, like little league football. You see those guys who are just giants, and well, then like, even like the people that get like, drafted into the NFL, they're like, and here comes eighteen year old Tom Thompson, and he's like six foot eight and like three hundred pounds. I'm like, what? Yes. Yes. Like, that guy is, uh, really, that's your gift. Like we were talking about earlier, yeah. that guy was put on this earth to do nothing else than to bash into people on a football field. Like, yep. that, that's what you were destined to do, my friend. That this was guy's your an arm wrestler. Like, I'd do that to be like, you know what? I could own people at arm wrestling. You just got to find that natural talent. And some people are like, what if this guy was like, you know what? I want to go play basketball for the Chicago Bulls. Well... You know, you might try. He, and he, he get might a lot get, of fouls. He yeah. get a lot of fouls. And it's like, you know what? Maybe that's not for you. Maybe you just got to realize some things. Like, you know what? I might just be a bench player. Or I can go be the world championship arm wrestler. That guy is a badass. That guy is badass. I knew, I knew when you started the story, I knew something was something was up. <laughs> I knew something was up. Here's the thing. That may be our, our best. That may be the story of the day. That may be the story of the that day. That may be the story. That is a good story. Granted, I did find a pretty great other story of the day. Can though. it beat a guy with a giant freaking arm? <laughs> it might. Oh, wait. Can I just say, I was uh -huh. watching HGTV today. Of course you were. And there's this show with these brothers, right? And they're like twins. And they have like three shows. It's called Property Brothers. And they fix stuff. And every time, they're like... Hey, we're going to fix your house. And they're like, we want to find you a rundown house, and then we're going to show you uh, ways to fix it up, and we're going to make it awesome. They always show the people, and the people are always like, I hate this about this house. I hate that this has carpet. Why'd you show me a house with carpet? And they're like, well, we're going to fix it up and remove the carpet. And they're like, wow, you can do that? They do that every time. And so when they're like, hey, I hate this carpet. I'm like, idiot. They're going to rip the carpet up. Here's the thing. The problem with shows like that is they give people this 
fake understanding of how construction and and home ownership works. Yeah. On TV, yes, they can rip that carpet up. In reality, sure, you can rip that carpet up, and underneath that is probably a mess, which requires then you have guys come in and they have to either do something with the floorboards or they have to, you know, like depending no, on what you want, it's going to cost you too. money and time. And there's always they find they'll always find something bad with it. They're just like there's mold in your thing. It's going to cost you five thousand dollars, and they're like. Oh man, no, I can't get my soundproof at a table room. And then they're like, "But we can remove that mold." But you know that HGTV is just like, "Hey, we'll pay for that." Like, uh, I guarantee oh, of course, they just do that. Of course. Yeah. Which Whatever. I'm just saying, I want them to build my house. What my favorite thing is that show where it's I can't I can't remember what it is where it's like one person is a real estate agent and oh, one yeah. person is like a decorator. Love it or list it. Yeah, that show, and basically yeah. every time, all it proves to me is the families they have on that show are lazy, because <laughs> yeah. they always find houses, they're like, oh, wow, this was a really nice house, I had no clue this was in our area, <laughs> or they're like, wow, the changes you made to our house are really great, you could have done either of those two things, by you did not need to do this on TV. <laughs> I know. You I didn't, didn't was, need to do that. I always thought that too, but it's like, I was, oh, I saw House Hunters. House Hunters has like 98 seasons now. Because <laughs> all they have to do is go find houses and film it. Like, you that know the is... production cost of that? It's like nothing. Oh, probably, yeah, probably nothing. The, so the, the, the people... highest cost is probably paying the people to be on the show. Man, Although they probably found... don't pay them a damn thing. I know. They'd probably give them like $100 or something if they do. Like, go, go find the house. <laughs> Man, why didn't we invent House Hunters? Uh, we're we're both we're the least camera attractive <laughs> people on the planet. <laughs> it's like, that's why we do a podcast. Damn right. All right. So what is the story? Oh yeah, that's sports. So <laughs> the story today is Barnabas Davis has been arrested with 633 packs of Ebola branded heroin. What? Yep. Accused drug dealer Barnabas Davis was apparently hoping to stand out from his competition. Remember how we were saying in life you're born with certain gifts? If your name is Barnabas Davis, you're either a drug drug dealer dealer or you're playing middle linebacker. (laughs) Dude, I'd have Barnabas Davis on my team. Like they go through on Sunday Night Football, Chris Collinsworth. So, like, I'm Chris Collinsworth. Let's take a look at the players on the field. And then he's just like, Barnabas Davis, Oklahoma State. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> like that's a good football name. Either way, Barnabas uh, Davis. <laughs> when police in Tom's Rivers, New Jersey, arrested Davis, forty-seven, on Monday they allegedly forty-seven discovered... again. Every time we do one of these stories, and someone <laughs> wacky gets arrested. It's always someone who's like over forty. Look, <laughs> I know. Grow up. Grow, grow up, up, Barnabas. Grow up, Barnabas. I guess if your name's Barnabas, you have to be <laughs> a child forever. Yep. Well, investigators said they got a tip about drug dealing taking place in the rear suites of the Ramada Inn along Route 9 and executed a search uh, warrant God. of Davis's room, NBC Philadelphia reports. The Ebola-branded heroin doesn't actually contain the deadly virus. It's just a way for customers to ask for a specific type of heroin, according to Tom Rivers police officer uh, Ralph Stackle. So they're Stackle. just like, hey man, give me that Ebola. Yep. Different dealers have different potencies and products. Many times they are labeled with catchy phrases. Stocko like told Ebola? <laughs> Stocko, the police officer, told the Daily News, in the past we've had Bin Laden, Hello Kitty, DOA, Twin Towers, 9-11, Gumball, Pow, etc. <laughs> Give me some of that gumball. 
Yeah, great, great, guys. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go, drug dealers. You're doing it. You're really doing it. Davis, known as Hammer by some. Again, well, his name's Barnabas Davis. Why does he need to be known as Hammer? <laughs> Again, what? could be a middle linebacker in the NFL. Really? <laughs> why does he need... If your name is Barnabas, why do you need a nickname? Barnabas Hammer Davis. Why do you... Dude. No. Star no. middle linebacker on the Oakland Raiders. I'm just saying. They call him the Hammer. <laughs> He's uh, the star player for the Oakland Raiders. Fans yep. love him. They invite him back afterwards to you take know some what? of that Oakland, Bin Laden. Oakland will take drug dealers at this point. Yeah, get, get him, get him hooked on that power smack or whatever it was, and send him out there. Well, he was charged with possession of heroin with intent to distribute, possession of crack cocaine, and possession of crack cocaine with intent to di- intent to distribute. He's taken to the Ocean County Jail, three hundred thousand dollar bail, and Ramada ends like we didn't know about that. We should have gotten to him first. We should have gotten to him first. We yep. could have told him, "Why are you doing this and not playing football?" Could have told him. Could we could have got him. to him. We could have got to him. I, we would have walked in that room, and he would have been like, hey, man, you want some of this 9-11? I would have smacked that out of his hand and been like, no. Smack no, Barnabas. Him. Barnabas. No. Don't you Get see your life together, Barnabas. There. We would have sat there with him for hours <laughs> as he detoxed, and we would have slapped him around and be like, Barnabas, don't you see? <laughs> and at the end of the next morning, he would walk out of that hotel, and he'd be like, I'm ready for the major leagues. And we'd be like, yep. No, you should have been a motivational speaker. You missed uh, your calling. I think. I think. Think about this it. Is motivation. You, you motivated people to write their their essays. You motivated Barnabas. Mm-hmm. You motivated house hunters to you know get lazy and do their own home projects. Mm-hmm. Is, Look it, at is that. it possible to be a theoretical motivator? Because I haven't actually motivated anyone. <laughs> that should be your job title: theoretical. Theoretical motivator. motivator. <laughs> 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 that is a good job title. That's what I am. I'm a theoretical motivator. Sounds like someone's Twitter description. Mm-hmm. That that's actually might be my new one. <laughs> yep. All right. That's it. We're done. We're Thank done. you guys for listening. We will be back soon Very with soon. another episode. And as always, to begin to nude.